1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in
0: at HelloFresh.com.
1: Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? With prices soaring at the pump, filling up can be stressful. That's why Discover has your back with cash back. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target, now through June, on up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. We know every dollar matters right now, but you can count on us. Get up to $75 cash back this quarter with your Discover It card. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com rewards.
3: The fearless, curious soul. Goldilocks Productions presents the Deep Reading, (laughs) connecting you to your soul. Show,
4: Suzanne Wyman, I am the Deep Psychic. How are you? Welcome and thank you very much for joining me today. Please think about the commentary and call-in questions that I received today, and see if you can relate to them and the problems because it is the universe answering your question along with the other people that are live with me. You're always welcome to call in and make yourself part of the program. The call-in number is 206-806-9965. Today I have a co-host with me, and I'm going to let her introduce herself, because I like that the best know that you're included, know that you are part of this conversation, and that if I am speaking about something that speaks to your heart, I'm speaking with you, and it resonates deeply to you. Realize that you are part of something greater than yourself, and the universe is connecting to you, answering you personally. And once again, thank you.
2: Is this Laura who's with me today? Hello, Suzanne. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Introduce
4: yourself, please. You're so wonderful.
2: Well, my name is Laura Romero, and I'm the host of Angels and Healing Light. Our show is on every Tuesday at 11 a.m. And what I am is I am a psychic intuitive. I am specializing in angels and angel readings, and I connect with angels in order to help people through their life path. I'm also a healer, I'm a Reiki master teacher. A bioenergy healer a spiritual healer and I'm studying an angel medicine course right now as well so working with angels in any fashion and helping people heal is what I love to do and I'm so very uh, grateful to be here with you today Suzanne and with all of your listeners uh, and bringing their angels and angel messages forward so thank you for letting me be part of this
4: oh you know what you um, are so generous you took and you welcomed me into the Goldilocks family. You made me feel like I was part of, and you helped me work through um, my initial first show. So, no, it's your generosity. You did a healing for me, um, and it was interesting because I don't really talk about... um, I have really great health today, but when I was young, I had a lot of health problems. And so sort of the problems that I have today in my life are the result of earlier health problems. And after you did that session... Um, a portion of the problem was gone, and I had um, polio as a child, so um, it was interesting. I've, I've never gotten any relief from that, so it really did work. Wow. I yeah, yeah, I wanted to tell you thank you. I think sometimes we forget to say thank you for some of the big things and the small things.
2: Well, that's wonderful. Um,
4: <clears throat> thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I think that we have somebody else who is um, part of the Goldilocks family who's going to be joining us today and talking with us. I kind of want to socialize with some people and get to know them. I'm going to try and follow your model, Laura, and see if that doesn't uh, create some deeper connections and uh, create a sense of belonging. I've got a diverse. You know,
2: there's so many wonderful listeners, and you know. On my, on my show, it's like it's like another family. So you go through so many things with people, and you know, just it's heartwarming. It's a it's a wonderful connection, and I look forward to talking to everyone every week. And I just get to know them, and everybody gets to know everybody else. You know, so it's, there's nothing quite like it, I don't think.
4: Okay, well. <clears throat> Uh, it looks like it looks like the person who is going to join us hung up. So it's you and I talking. What do you have upcoming? Are you teaching anything? Are you attending a seminar?
2: Mm, well, I've got a few things coming up. I'm really excited. I'm going to be on Caroline Carey's show tonight at eight o'clock. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. She's a psychic medium of Sarasota, so we're going to be working with angels and spirit, and it's going to be uh, uh, really wonderful. So I hope to hear from you my listeners and your listeners and all the listeners out there. I hope you'll check Mm -hmm. in with that. And also what's really exciting is on Goldilocks Productions starting on Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, we have a brand new show. It's going to be streamed live TV show called Mm -hmm. The Spiritual View. So that is really something I'm looking forward to. And, um, you know, it's going to be every week and there's going to be different hosts and hostesses with the mostesses on it. But I'll be on this week with three of the other uh, readers and healers from our Goldilocks Productions group. And if you want some information on that or more information about what I do, you can reach out to me on my website, which is angelsandhealinglight.com. And you can reach me at Laura at angelsandhealinglight.com. And uh, so right now I've got all of that going on, and it's pretty exciting. Oh no that's I'm really happy for you. That's lovely thank you yeah, it's more opportunity to talk about angels and how they help us and how they can help us uh so I love those opportunities
4: okay so today i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about how art, whether it's um whether it's like the art that you see, visual art, because my husband's a visual artist, does oil paintings and watercolors, and his uncle is an artist. But whether you're taking in you're the person who makes pendulums and wands, which is an art form, you're the person who has the art form of conversation. I like to say that I'm an artist of conversation. But I'm just going to talk about art and spirituality and how those two pieces tie together and create this deeper place for us to express ourselves. So any art form that you in
2: particular like, Laura? Well, I am an artist, actually. I'm a stained glass artist and also do oil paintings. Uh Funny you should ask. (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm I'm actually working on um, some angel paintings right now. And uh, so I I do love I love color I love oil paint and I love glass and it's uh, gee I feel like a kid in a candy store anytime <laughs> I might get around any of that. Oh cool! Look that at the pretty cute. colors. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite museum? Well, I'm a big fan of the Detroit Institute of Arts. Quite frankly, I, it's one of my favorite places in the world, and I've been to several around the world. But. Okay. There's a beautiful collection of uh, a beautiful. It is a world-class museum, and it's just got a beautiful and amazing collection of artwork and murals and historical um, historical themes and sections, and it's it's a treat uh, every time we, when I when I'm in there or any any museum. But I, I know my way pretty well around the TIA, but. Uh, you know, what I? one of the things I love is looking at paintings from the 1500s, for instance, and looking oh, wow. how vibrant the colors still are today, uh, oh, wow. the incredible vibrancy that is still carried mm-hmm. forth from that long ago and the detail and, uh, you know, they obviously don't get paint as easily as we do today, but just uh, amazing work um, and not having the tools or the technology mm-hmm. that we have now, I I think that people have created amazing works of art and amazing talent and insight that i wish i could find out more about how they made that happen how were they brought to that was it spiritual was it you know did they have ascended masters guiding them you know i always wonder how how did you do that
4: (laughs) how did you do that are you a fan of albert durer durer was the person who did those incredible images of angels
2: hmm Beautiful.
4: Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Well, so there's a tie between art and happiness when you're involved in something artistic, something creative. Um, your happiness level goes way up, and whenever you're happier, your vibration is higher, and when your vibration is higher, then you're able to connect to spiritual information, spiritual inspiration, and the spiritual side of who and what you are. And creativity is a very different process. It's not an on-demand process. It's not like you can, uh, you know, set up a good discipline and then you're creative Creativity shows up in unexpected quiet ways, very close to the concept of spirituality, prayer, meditation, and it is the same part of the brain at work in that process of inspiration. Now when an artist becomes you know, goes goes right brain and time disappears and then you it see something yeah, you see something very different occur, right? Mm-hmm. But that is more energetic, that's more intense, it's, it's more vibrant. But the quiet process of inspiration always starts out very much the same way as we start out in our spiritual process. So um, I'm never surprised by the fact that artists never tire of painting the ocean, the lake, the streams, the woods, wherever there is water, um, And the energy that you put out, the emotional energy that you put out, when you put it out near the water, it reflects right back onto you so you don't have to work as hard to get that energy, that momentum started. That's why psychics love working near the water because it's so much easier to get the energy moving.
2: Well, I can tell you the other part, I think, of being near the water is the sense that you're in an infinite place, you know, especially if you live around a large body of water. For instance, I live near the Gulf of Mexico, and you could be struggling over answers or problems or have stress in your life, and you go and plant your feet in the sand, in in the water, and, you know, you find yourself gazing off into the horizon, and all of a sudden all you see is sky and water, And it just goes on and on forever. And it takes you to a different place, I think, and allows you to heal and allows you to absorb energy and also to cleanse and ground. Um, There's so many beautiful benefits, and I think that it's helping us realize that sometimes life is not as, maybe our problems aren't as bad as we think they are Um, because there's a much, much bigger source out there. There's a much, there's so much bigger, so many things that are bigger than we are out there, but at the same time we're part of. And when you go and stand in a body of water like that, I think it helps you remember that you are part of all of this big, beautiful earth and all of the beautiful things that are in it and all of that it has to offer and all of the energy and beauty and, there's just so much Cool,
4: really cool so I guess the saying goes as follows I'm not trying to I'm trying to um, put in a little message as I um, to bring in our next caller So our blood um, has many of the same components as seawater and so Mm -hmm. when you take a, a drop of seawater we don't say oh I am the seawater we say that we are connected to the seawater and what is it we say about the ocean it's just like you said, it is infinite. The tide comes in, the tide goes out, it is infinite in its supply. So um, <clears throat> I, live, um, I live on another ocean front. I live on the Pacific Oceanfront, and there is something about looking out at that billions of acres of water that I can't even really explain. I just am energized by it. It is fortunate mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, it really does something for you. So I get that part. Oh, okay. Um, we have somebody joining us, and it is Rin. And um, I think it's gonna. Hey, Rin, are you there? I am here. Wow. Hopefully, you can hear treat. me. I can hear you, perfect. Can you hear him, Laura?
3: Oh,
2: just fine. How are you?
3: I'm wonderful, Laura. I'm thrilled to hear you talking about your art and the relationship particularly with um, the spiritual plane and and things that are metaphysical. I'm a big believer (laughs) that a lot of our intuitiveness is expressed through art of a variety of sorts, and that when we are makers or artists, so much of the spiritual world is rendered in that art through us.
2: I've seen so many beautiful uh, examples of that. I, I completely agree with you.
4: Rin is an artist and somebody who's an art lover. He has um, bought several of my husband's paintings of tarot cards. And Rin yeah. is an amazing wand and pendulum maker. And I, I met Rin through what seemed like a sort of happenchance sort of occurrence, but then it turned out that we, have, we had a lot of um, common education and training, and it created a, a really great connection for me. And one of the things I wanted for Rin was I wanted Rin to access a past life memory of where he had you know, been a person who had been trusted to do sacred woodworking skills. And um, I would like to think that after we did that memory that his skills improved. Talk about that
3: a little bit, please. So uh, the past life was that um, some centuries ago I was an apprentice to uh, a toolmaker, a woodworker who um, made a lot of metaphysical tools. And as a part of that, I was taught uh, a lot of things that we would associate today with hedge witchery um, with the natural world, with growing things with uh, harvesting at appropriate times and and then taking those ingredients and making things that were useful and imbuing them with the powers of nature and with the metaphysical world, um, that experience of my life was largely um, that of a of an apprentice, but later in that lifetime, I was able to be a service as a master um, and that very limitedly and really kind of in the shadows in that um, I, I eschewed any kind of fame or fortune um, and essentially was giving away my, uh, my talent. Huh? So yeah. the, the question you came out. up with well, – I'm sorry, okay. go ahead.
4: No, no, no. That's interesting. Um, I think you must have come to that conclusion after we did – it's that part that you just said I didn't hear before. I think you might have kind of gotten that understanding after we reviewed that past life. You, you might have gotten that understanding because that turns out to be the same issue this lifetime.
3: It, it kind of is, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and you're right. It was something, you know, after we spoke and, and discovered some things, um, I had to do a lot. of It, it Almost almost forced me to do... Um, some introspection and some traveling back in time in my life and lives to discover where did I come from and where did this knowledge that I have come from and, um, why was it so interesting to me now? And, you know, and then I'm still going through the process of what am I going to do with it now that I know that I have it. Um, it, it keeps coming out in different ways and, and of course it was, um, life changing to a degree. Um,
4: Okay. Nice. It it was interesting. Okay. So, your question, I'm kind of, I mean, I did the question for you, but what what is the can you can you
3: do the question for me? So yeah, I mean, um, it's what do I do with it? I mean, I'm kind of trapped in this. Not really trapped. I'm I'm in it because I enjoy it. I. I have set my life up to do this. Um, I am in a profession where I am very, very good at what I do, but I'm in this profession um, largely um, not just because I enjoy it but because um, I have a family to support. Uh, I have a retirement to build. I have a life in the world to live in. Um, And and yet there's this huge part of me that wants to be in the world but not of the world. And to bring that past life and those experiences – um, into the mainstream and the fore of this life, and to really uh, spend my time doing that, and, and it's it's a bit of a quandary where um, what I do professionally takes an enormous amount of time, seasonally, right. and um, I don't get to do what I want to do um, with you know with my f- metaphysical gifts. Okay, oh, so especially it, during it, the busy it, season.
4: During the busy season, so let's just let's just let's just take a look at it. First of all, um, I don't believe that a dream comes to a person and then no way to fulfill it. So I believe that in honoring your physical responsibilities and your material responsibilities in the world, that you um, you honor that because you're very duty bound and you're very responsible. And then I believe that there is enough time when it's the off season or the downtime. To, do, to actively pursue that with more energy and more time. And eventually what will happen, you know, if you put that up, this is my dream to, to live and work, my dream, I need X, Y, and Z. If you put that up and you work on that on a daily basis, it will manifest. But here's what I know about you, Rin, and thank you for sharing your story in a really honest and open way. First of all, you're somebody who um, has an amazing amount of um, ability to come in and look at relationships and look at people and look at where their imbalance is and be honest about that, honest with them and direct with them in such a way that they can actually hear it. And if they can't, you can be patient with them while you wait with them, stay with them, remain friends, connected, and supported, supportive of them while they make those transitions for growth. But you are taking and making your wands, and your dowsing tools, and that is part of the energy. I agree with you. It is a small part, but it is still part of that energy.
3: Okay. I see that.
4: Okay. So where would you like to be in three years?
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd like to be retired from the mainstream job and be doing my craft um, pretty much exclusively, and that oh. is possible. It's my age. is I'm, I'm up there enough to where I probably could retire in about three to four years.
5: Mm-hmm. So,
3: um, yeah, it's a real possibility. And um, Things that I make, I've branched out a little further and doing more than I used to do, and I think there's a, a serious possibility of me actually having a kind of supplemental retirement income um, cool. producing from my craft
4: really nice of you to bring a point around that doing that past life memory took and put you in touch with your gifts and your talents and put you into a position of understanding that I this lifetime I really do have a chance to apply it. So the last lifetime that you were in, you really couldn't be open about it. It really had to be done in a more quiet, more discreet way. In this situation, you're now sitting in a situation where you can be open, where you can be honest about it, where you can work from this talent that you have. And it's supposed to be, here's the theory of past lives: is that you do those regressions, you get that talent, you get that capability, you get that strength and that information from that lifetime, and then you incorporate it. And that is the benefit of doing past life memories. Not, I mean, I don't want to put a fine point on it, but it's not necessarily a comfortable thing to regress. It. I mean, yours was a was a really a very positive, positive lifetime in many ways, so it wasn't very difficult. But still, it, it was uncomfortable. Like when you looked at it, right?
3: Um, looking at it was interesting in that it it. It wasn't terribly uncomfortable at all um, for me. It was different. It was a little I, – I had a hard time sometimes believing and <laughs> thinking, you know, it was just my imagination. And I would always go back to General Vark, who said, wherever in my imagination would I be able to talk to God. So, right. you know, um, I, I've embraced it. And, you know, coming from a culture that I come from and – where these things are not talked about and where they're not accepted and still in my family, to some degree, um, they're not accepted. I have to walk a kind of a fine line sometimes. I have to, to not fully express what I feel and what I know or what I understand. Um, but that's changing, too. The, the more that I express it in these areas where I fear to express it, the less I have to fear.
4: Cool. You and I are going to do a show together. You, you and I are going to do a Thursday. You're just going to tell me when it's good, and you and I are going to do it, and you're going to talk more about what you do. Um, I'm going to ask Laura, do you, have,
2: do you have anything for Rin here? Well, I do, Rin. I have a beautiful message for you. And the first message is from Archangel Ariel, who reminds us to see the beauty around us and and to have courage. She's really an angel of courage, Rin, and she's telling you a couple things. And one is to go ahead and spread your wings because now is the time. The time is right, and what it means is that you're stepping into your own, and you're stepping into allowing yourself to to identify with who you really are there are, she's also reminding you that it's so important to stay focused in exactly where you are right now and not worry about um you know the the wind the windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror so stay focused on where you're going and where you are and not trying to play catch up with the past if that comment makes any sense because who you were is certainly part of who you are and it has brought you lessons and insight and skills and uh some beautiful beautiful horizons but she's telling you you have everything that you need and to just stand in your truth Archangel Raphael is just telling you to just breathe Spending some time breathing, deep breath meditation, deep breath work, so that you can release any old energy patterns that are causing you fear, concern, or are really holding you back. So that's the biggest issue. Archangel Zadkiel is reminding you to have compassion for yourself. So, in other words, don't beat yourself up, don't be hard on yourself. He's also shining a very, very bright light on you that is bringing healing energy to you. Um and feeling energy is starting at the bottom of your feet as opposed to usually coming down from the top of your head. But he says, no. We need to start at the bottom of your feet and go up. So he's got this beautiful energy that seems to just be filling you up and cleaning out old energy patterns, um, releasing you from something that's just holding you back, but it's showing a lightness and energy, a lightness and steps, so it's allowing this beautiful energy to come and fill you from bottom to top this time and as it flows out the top of your crown chakras comes around you and surrounds you and this beautiful energy of healing and light and love and it's also full of opportunities. It's full of promise. It's full of insight. It's full of compassion and forgiveness and asking you to honor yourself and it's asking you to really honor yourself for who you are, what you do because you're perfect the way you are and that's really what they want you to know is that you're completely loved and that you're perfect the way that you are and as you open your heart to allow them to help you course the plan of your future. They're there with love, they're there with guidance, they're there with light. And they're there again with more compassion and love. They just just surrounding you and throwing it (laughs) throwing it around you. Like a lasso almost. So they just want you to know that as you step forward, they hear you, they recognize that you're ready to move into a brighter light, a brighter stage forward and on a spiritual level you're doing Beautiful work. You just keep moving forward. They're helping you. So just go along with them for the ride, and they're there to help smooth the the surface and point the way. And they're doing so from a position of unconditional love and light for you. And I'm also. When you first started talking, Rin, um, I also got images of a monastery, an old, old ancient monastery. So I wanted to uh, mention that you may have part of what you're doing is um, some old work, some work from an old monastery, however you want to phrase that. Well, have so that's back part on. of that
3: past life experience, right? Okay.
4: Yeah, he's a good conversation, isn't he, Laura? We'll have him back. Mm -hmm. He's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rin, I appreciate that
3: message very much. I really feel that, and I I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Rin. Okay, we'll talk to you later. All
2: right. Thank
4: you. Bye. Bye. Very, very nice reading. Very, very nice reading, Laura. Very sweet and very generous on your part. Thank you.
2: Mm, it's all the angels, girl.
4: <laughs> We've got somebody else joining us today, and this is a um, visionary artist, and this is Daniel. Daniel is a um, videographer, and he's he's connected with us, but he's, he doesn't know he's gone live yet. So we're listening to his chatter, and he's at the ocean, so... Let's see if I can. (laughs) Let me see if I can get him. uh, Let me see if I can tell him that he's uh, he's live and everybody's listening to his conversation. Otherwise, we might have to unplug him. So, um, Daniel, hello, Daniel. All right. Okay. So, um, I don't know what we can do here to unplug him. Um, Oh, there we go. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. So today's um, story is centered in um, talking to people that are artists, associated with artists, and believe in art. We've got a woman with us by the name of Judy, and Judy is going to have a great question for us, not about art but she's going to have a great question. So um, she'll let us know when she's dropped in and um, joining the conversation. I think you'll really like her. Um, I'm here,
6: Suzanne.
4: Hey, Judy. How are you? I'm
6: good. How are you? Good, good. What's your question for us today? Well, I was hoping you would be able to advise me about moving into a smaller home, uh, would it or could it benefit or improve the quality of life for both my husband and me? Mm,
4: Good question. Good question. So first of all, I think that you have always really worked hard. You've always put family first. You've always been the person to figure out how to be generous to other people. And to be the great supporter, and at this time in life, you'd really like to just have the time to enjoy your husband, but also to be nearer your grandchildren, and um, to play, you know, an important role in their life because you are a good, you're a great mother, but you're a really, really good grandmother too.
6: So, wow! <laughs> so, I think so, I think you hit that right on the head. Thank you. So,
4: um, are you willing to are you willing to let go of the place you're living in?
6: Well, yes and no. I really love my home, but it's just getting too big for me and my husband. Um, okay. It's we bought the house about 20 years ago, and it, at that time it was fine for us. But now, you know, when you get older, you <laughs> <laughs> kind of lose some of the freedom that you had. And um Okay. As the years have gone by the aches and pains have gotten worse and more frequent. So it's harder to do things like we used to. Okay.
4: So here's how it works in in in, in the world. There's there's two images. First there's the image that you imagine in the spiritual world or the visionary world or the place of imagination. That's the first time it's manifested. And then the second time is when you manifest it in your life. You see it in your life and then you manifest it. So everything has two pieces to it. So in your situation, it becomes really important that you're willing to let go of it. Let go of the memories, let go of the good times, let go of the bad times, but to actually let go and see yourself living closer your family and your grandchildren and having a more connected life. So that's, it's kind of like, um, I think I've given you three things to do. One is, is to actually let go. The second thing is to actually see yourself living closer to your grandchildren. And then the third thing is is imagining what that life would look like. You do those three pieces and you realize that this is your dream to live in a situation where you're more connected to your children and your grandchildren and everything will just sort of unfold of its own accord as long as you keep on that journey and keep you have to do foot action, you have to do things. But letting go of where you're living is your first step. So we're just gonna we're just gonna be able to do that. Sometimes you have to physically walk through the house and say goodbye to it. Oh, I thought I was going to use this room for that, and I never did it. Um, I thought I was going to be able to do this in the garden, and I never did it. So you release the old dreams. You embrace the new potential, having a house that's more manageable, um, better suited to this, this chapter of your life. And it's, it's a process. It's just a process. But I think that by the time we reach June – you'll see that you have taken and done all the things that are necessary to move into a, um, a place that is, is just more in keeping with where you are at this time in your life. Old age comes to us all if we are fortunate. And um, mm-hmm. I, have, I have taken care of, assisted, supported, and cared for at least one elderly person in my life. Since I was 13 years old, I've always taken care of somebody. So I mm. love it, and I have some great muscles for it. So to me, it's real, it's effortless. Um, uh-huh. But you you are ready. Um, you know, today, today you're feeling kind of tired. Today you're feeling a little anxious and stuff like that. But that's okay. It's okay. Just go forward with this. And then... I don't know if you were able to listen to the show earlier, but I've got this wonderful, I mean, absolutely wonderful, very, very um, kind angel reader with me, Laura. Okay. I'd like, to, I'd like to ask her if she has a message for you.
2: Laura. Okay. Taylor, hey there, how are you? I'm fine. How, how are, are you? you? Oh, good. Judy. This is Judy. Judy, right? Judy, thanks for calling in today. It's good to hear your voice. And I'm sorry that you're going through this kind of thing. And I know how difficult it is to make a change when part of you says, go, 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 and the other part says, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I agree with Suzanne and the angels are validating that there is a sadness. There's a sadness that you feel about making the change. And it's difficult for you to see the future. You know, when we're sad, sometimes we kind of close our eyes and put our heads down, and it's difficult to see forward. And they're acknowledging Uh that, and, and that's okay, because that's been your family home for a long time and a source of great happiness. But on the other hand, there's brilliant new things coming for you. And it has a lot of light, and there's a lot of energy and a lot of happiness to it. So it will be ending of a situation that is getting difficult. However, if you embrace this change, things are going to go better now. And there's going to be beautiful new light and energy, and uh, I see a – it's almost like – the situation that you're in, it seems to just it feels like it's dragging you both down and weighing you both down. And so being able to like go with love and trust and asking the house to welcome the next new family. And honestly asking God to help find the perfect family for the home that you love will and make and a beautiful opportunity. Been.
4: Is that right.
6: what been doing and TV? that's what I've been trying to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, slowly but surely try to uh, say goodbye because it's, you know, the house has been ours for several years now and um, I loved it the first time I saw it. And um, it's going to be hard, but yes. I look at it this way, though, too. We're so far from our family and if we can just move a little bit closer to where they're at, you know, it, I'm hoping that I could be able to be closer to my grandchildren and and my children. And um, uh, that's what I'm uh, looking forward to,
2: is <clears throat> is being with them. So, so just ask your guardian angel to help you find the perfect home. The perfect time. you don't have to put a prescription or parameters or a list of things, I, you know, this is what I want. Ask them to help you find the perfect place for you both and then leave the driving to them, so to speak. Take your time (laughs) making the decision because you don't have to decide overnight. But, you know, go look and see what's out there because there's something really wonderful coming your way that's just going to boost your energy and be surrounded in beautiful energy and beautiful light. And I just see a great sense of happiness coming uh, with it. And, you know, honor how you feel. You know, naturally you're sad about making a change, but um, also consider realizing that you're doing it to make your lives easier and better and happier. So uh-huh. it will, it, there's something beautiful coming your way that's full of light. But in the meantime, you just make, take your time, ask your guardian angels to help you find the perfect place because I know it's there and it will appear at the perfect time. And, and know that the next family coming in will be loved by the house that you've put so much love in, and they will in turn love the house that you have taken such good care of. You know, Laura, you just great. You made a really thank good you. Point.
4: You made such a great point of telling um, Judy that it's really about the fact of envisioning the new family coming in and feeling that it's their place, and that's really an important part of the process of the manifestation. So, Judy, you you're welcome to call me. You're welcome to call Laura. You know, you have a whole new network of people to be supportive and encouraging to you. And, thank you, um,
6: Suzanne.
4: Oh, thank you. You are really wonderful. My husband tells me how wonderful you are, and um, <laughs> he really, really enjoys you. And I, you have been very welcoming uh, to bringing me into the family, too. So thank you, and you are welcome to call, and we will talk to you again really soon. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Good luck,
6: Judy. We'll you guys. <laughs> have a good day. Thank you so much. Oh. Yeah. Thank
2: you, you. Nice talking with both of you. Oh, thank you. You so too, much.
6: Judy. Thank Many you.
4: blessings. Bye. Judy has n- Bye, Judy has never spoken to a psychic before until I talked to her, so she is oh. brand new. <laughs> I love that. Okay, oh, there, there you that go. Is so go. Perfect. Um, so what an amazing piece that is because I had a conversation with her. My husband said, "Oh, Judy would love to do this," and so I called her up and I thought, "Oh, here we go." Because sometimes when people get their first reading, they're very skeptical, they're very controlling. Sure. Uh, they, they say no a lot. And she was so open, and she was so accepting. And I took her through some, honestly and truly, for our first conversation, I took her through some, some real difficult material, and she was just, she was just open and receptive and, and uh, responded to me. It was really one of the nicest deep readings I've had in a very, long time. And it was so nice. I thought, well, she's just ready to do the work. And that doesn't happen. That just <laughs> so sorry to say it like that, but it just doesn't happen. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. When you, the you time are, is right, hopefully, people will, will show up when the time is right.
4: You're mm-hmm? much more gentle. You're much more gentle than I am. I'm more direct. You're, you're much more gentle and kind and patient. I'm just... Uh, just, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I'm just really direct. Our next person is Angela. <laughs> <laughs> just direct. Angela, are you, Angela is, um, is really good. I think you'll enjoy this. We're going to make this one, we're going to make this one really um, a short one. And then uh, then we have one last caller after this. Thanks for keeping up with me. You've been moving at a lovely pace with me. Thank you.
2: Yes. Uh, Hi, how this? are you? Hey, Angela. Hello. Okay.
4: So, um, Angela, you are a... um. Let's do your question. Let's just do your question.
6: Okay. How can I trust my spiritual gifts,
2: my abilities? <laughs> um,
4: so, here's the interesting I love this little question. question. Isn't it good? Okay. So... Um, I teach Dream Interpretation and Angela kind of, kind of comes and goes, but she's been involved for a long time. So we do this, we do this one exercise, we're doing archetype work and we're doing energy work, and um, I see that she has the markings on her hand um, of Christ. So I, I ask her, I say, well, can you feel that in your hands? And she goes, well, I, I can feel something, but I just thought everybody felt that. I said, Yeah, but can you actually feel something in your hands when we do this energy work? She said, Yeah, but doesn't everybody? And I was like, No, that's like your gift. So whenever I find, you know, aspects of her gift, she always just sort of like goes, Oh, everybody has that. Oh, isn't that just the way it is? So, Laura, you are a better conversation for Angela because Angela has been listening to my conversation for decades. So <laughs> Say the question again for us, Angela, very slowly. I
2: got it. I got it. I got <laughs> okay, the question and okay. I have a beautiful answer for you, Angela, uh-huh. with a beautiful name. So, Thank Angela, you. the way that you can trust your spiritual gifts is by opening your heart and going into your heart because that's where they come from. The spiritual gifts that you have been given are, they're given to you in your heart and they reside there. And so when your heart is open to doing the work, to doing your life's mission. It it comes piling forth and it makes you feel so good. It makes you feel like you're exactly where you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to be. It also encourages you to learn and develop and will steer you to many people in many different directions. Not that you have to know all of those things, but it Gives you insight so that you know the next step to take. The most important step, however, is to always stay connected to your spiritual leaders, your angels, God, your creator, whoever your benevolent creator in your life is. But the angels are always there to help enlighten you, to help you grow, to help point you the right way. But always in your heart. Everything is in your heart. And you will want to to use these gifts altruistically to help things, people, places, events. And you, you, sh- you will know, you will be overcome with a sense of warmth and joy and love and happiness and peace and contentment. And you know you're on the right path when those things start to happen. Sometimes they're subtle and sometimes they're profound. But if you ever have doubt, to just make sure you check in with your angels because every single one of us has an angel or more or many of them and (laughs) they are always there to help us no matter what. So you can rest assured that they're there to help you and that your spiritual gifts are in your heart and you'll know.
4: So, Laura, can I ask you, her name is Angela. Does that mean that she kind of gets like, A little added benefit because all day long it's like angel, angel, angel.
2: I I know (laughs) it's a beautiful (laughs) name, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
4: it's kind of an obvious thing, but once you said that, I thought, yeah, yeah, that's the reminder.
2: Exactly, the reminder. Check in with your angels. Check in with your angels. That's your reminder. Just think, angels. Angela. Okay. Of, of okay.
4: The and call and call and talk to us again. You're perfect. I will. So perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Take care,
2: Bye-bye. Angela. I've
4: got people calling in on their lunch hour, so I kind of got to keep it moving here on the West Coast. We're at, we're between twelve and one, so I've got my lunch hour phone calls. Um, <laughs> So, it is interesting. Um, the next person we have coming on is Jack. And Jack is actually a, um,
5: I don't know. Hello, hello
4: there. Hey, Jack, there you oh, are.
5: Jack absolutely. is an artist. we're just listening to you, yeah. And it's really, really okay. quite interesting. Oh, it's good. Really good. So, so we're sitting, the, sitting out in the sunshine, huh? Lovely.
4: Oh, good. The theme of our conversation today, Jack, is how spiritual inspiration is part of art. Art is what gives well, us happiness. So, yeah. talk, talk.
5: Well, spiritual inspiration is actually the basis of art. The real art, you know, the rest is kind of more superficial. But uh, real art comes from within the uh, within the, uh, the artist, and uh, so it's not it's not not superficial. But, the, the best the art, you know, like to remember or something like that comes from within, and uh, it's not it's not like decoration. It's just very, you know, from the outside. It has it has significance.
4: Yes. So, you know, your your art that you've done that I've seen has a really heavy foundation in archetype um, models, human archetypes, and evolution of the humankind. Your work is definitely very, very deep, and you've taught art, so just talk about art and the inspiration of art for a few minutes, and then I'll butt in.
5: Well, the inspiration for art, of course, is is from within, but then you have to cultivate it somewhat. You know, and the main thing with with creativity is giving it some space, and that's what's wrong. with The the present age is that people find very little space between between the the business issues they have and their emotional issues, and and so you have to sort of have a clear center to do very profound art, In other words, to, to mm-hmm. see something which you know doesn't have a dollar value or, or some meaning to someone else, but something that needs a great deal to you and maybe humanity. And that's uh, yeah. that's the important. Part.
2: <laughs> so, so you um, said something at the very beginning there, Jack. Would you would you repeat that? You said that it has is the very first thing you said about faith.
5: About faith. Well, mm-hmm. you have to. You have, uh, I, I think that the, the, the difficult thing for most artists in this age are having faith because it's not exactly you know, uh, uh, a conversational piece, and so you can go uh, uh, a long time trying to trying to develop yourself as an artist without much support, and that's what it needs is some support, and it needs more faith, you know. And uh, yeah. the, the art level is pretty low because it's of, of people not 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 having support and having. You're know, Yeah, able to develop their faith. This is the problem.
2: I think that's true in so many areas of life too. Is that people don't have faith in themselves. I see that a lot in my readings, and they don't have enough mm. faith in themselves anymore. Uh, and uh, and it's sad, but and they're capable of so much. But, yeah, well, that's you hit the that's, nail right on true. the head.
5: I think I think of uh, I, I sort of uh, as a teacher. I, I don't really speak about so much to the artists. I think about creativity because everybody has creative uh, 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 movement within themselves, and then it's a the question of how it's applied. You know, if they, if, if they apply it to the fine arts and they make it sound rather special, but the creativity is really the uh, really the important part. And so uh, there's there's mm-hmm. good good butchers that are artistic, and there's people that do things that are. Uh, gardening and all sorts of it doesn't have to have, to have that title but the creative the creativity and cultivating and finding time for it is really a very very essential part of the whole uh, uh, the whole creative process and that's being artistic hmm.
4: so your book for inspiration has been to paint is to love again by Henry Miller which is one of the most expensive used books I've ever seen in my life and yeah. Henry Miller was an <laughs> Uh, inspiring writer but he was a great artist
5: and so well he was he didn't count himself as a great artist he, he counted himself as a great writer but uh he, he was very critical of himself as a as a uh, as an artist actually <laughs> he went <laughs> big service where he started painting and up uh, there and he always kind of uh he, he never he never styled himself as a professional artist who so was good but uh, uh he was he was quite uh, good i thought
4: oh <laughs> uh, i do i do too Um, I'm very surprised, and he would say if he had a great day, he would be able to work all day as a writer, and then he would be able to paint. I mean, just the idea that he did that was really inspiring. So Jack, this woman who's on the phone with us today, Laura, she is a lovely, very soft and gentle um, angel reader, and she is much much less abrasive than I am. Would you um, like it if she gave you a little message? By the way, Laura
5: likes doing paintings of angels. Oh, yeah. We were just listening to some of that. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be fun. Okay. Okay. Well, Laura's I'll tell right. you,
2: Jack, while I work on this message for you, you know, some, what do you do when you're when you're trying to, you know what you want to do and nothing comes? How do you, you know, when you talk about having faith, how do you get around that block when you know what you want to do and you, and there's just nothing comes. How do you find your way around that?
5: Well, the, the way I usually find is it, something, something usually out of the, uh, out of the norm. And, uh, it's not something that you have, uh, that you see somebody else doing at all. And it's very original. And then of course you kind of, you kind of treasure that within yourself. And then you finally get to a point where you want to express it, to share it. And, uh, and that's 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 the important thing, and that's the creativity. It's and and there's, there seems to be something in the human to, to express themselves either in one in one manner or another, and so that's really deep planted. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's just a another way of sort of manifesting the, uh, the 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 human spirit. I think.
2: Oh, beautifully, beautifully said, sir. Thank you. The human mm-hmm. spirit, beautiful. So. Oh, let me see. You have a very beautiful message from Archangel Michael. And hmm. this, this message from Archangel Michael, who I don't know how much you know about him, but he is, of course, known as the, the angel of protection. But he's also an angel that helps us through many other times in life. He, personally, he's one of my favorites um known for not only his fierceness but he has a witty dry sarcastic sense of humor sometimes which i really appreciate but archangel michael is coming forth with a sword in one hand and a light in the other and he's reminding you to remember who you are he's reminding you that you are creative you're powerful you're loving you a beautifully loved child of god you have all of the tools that you need to do everything that you want and to be everything that you are and when you don't see that light, this is something that he will hold up for you to illuminate it. He's talking about illumination with a big capital, every capitalized letter in illuminate. Very big word, illuminate, illuminate. And this is you. What you are doing too is illuminating, illuminating others, illuminating, bringing light to others. He says when you do your work, is also very illuminating so he's showing me a lot of light in your work as well so don't forget that Archangel Michael is there with you with a sword mm-hmm. in one hand and a light in the other and will help clear the way and shine the light for you Archangel Shamuel comes with a message from peace and he reminds you that only love is real and also you uh, are being asked to remember that as you follow your intuition. You will manifest the dreams that you want into reality, so that your needs will being are being met, will be met. Um, connecting with your angels, with your spirit guides, you are manifesting <clears throat> your dreams to come true. And the angels I think that's are very far.
5: Yeah. That's very true. I think it's also interesting uh, and it's very popular in most villages and 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 many churches. Uh, uh, Saint Michael. He does have a sword, so actually yes, he's had he had to does. fight somewhere along the line, and so it's a not not an unloving one, but uh, it shows it. It takes a great deal of strength to uh, to to be creative, and uh, yes, in this age, you you know it's, it's not it's not uh, uh, it's not competitive, but it's, it's a challenge because of too much indifference to the to the creative side of things. And on the news, it's all about you know how they drop the latest bomb, but uh, with people, it's the idea of, of having creativity. and and developing that. So, uh, I think St. Michael uh, is the proper proper spirit. Mm.
2: Mm, Yes, sir. And you're part of that illumination, so keep keep lighting the way. So, Jack is a number 11
4: in numerology, and 11 is a master's number. It's, um, you kind of 11s have a choice to live out as mastery, or to live out as two. And, um, I'm sure it hasn't always been easy, but Jack has always lived out at the Master's energy. Very, um, oh, great, yeah. act of, great act of faith and just really believing. So, Jack, thank you for calling in. Thank you for doing
5: this with us. Well, nice thank you. I appreciate you. It the time. Okay, it's been oh, nice talking to you. As well. good, so, have a,
4: good
2: talking with you.
5: Enjoy. Yeah. It. Thank you very Thanks. much. Bye now. Thank you. Bye bye.
2: Oh, that was such a good reading, Laura. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're my pleasure. Yeah, really good. Um
4: I have to say I'm really kind of struck by your your patience and your gentleness and your ability to you know, take the message out and it really is of assistance to people. It really does facilitate healing even if in the moment that they hear the hear the message. They may not actually understand, but that is the very moment that the healing has begun to unfold and they have connected with their divine nature, their faith and their creative side. So you do bring those gifts into manifestation for people. And that is quite a responsibility. Good for you.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Inviting me and all the angels to help get those messages across. Oh, God, you're so good. You are really, really good. Thank
4: you. I don't even think thank you is really enough. Blessings and namaste, I bow to your soul. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm, Very good. Okay. Well, that was a great show. Really covered a lot of different material. And I had not thought about the fact that it was going to be primarily focused on creativity and art. And uh, what a great blessing it was to talk about that subject. It's so near and dear to my heart, and I live inside of the world of artists every day. So to talk about it wasn't really difficult, but it was interesting because I think it's the first time I've ever done anything like that, where I just started um, a conversation and was able to be authentic and talk about the aspect of faith that is required in order to carry it out. So it was a great conversation for me. It has a real healing aspect for me too and um, yeah, I really I really did enjoy it. I hope that anybody that was listening today felt like this message was for them and that it helps them and it assists them and uh, it is Suzanne Wyman, the Deep Psychic and you can contact me at the deep psychic at gmail.com 714-400-7384 and you can call and talk to me. That is my, um, that's my direct phone number. Thank you for joining us. It's been really great having you and have
3: a great day. Don't want the fun to end? Grab more refreshments then head over to Goldilocks Productions YouTube channel. With over 950 archive shows the fun doesn't have to end.